You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I am Kratos, and we are here podcasting. I don't know what podcasting is. This is the best Kratos voice I could come up with. No, it's it's me, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and with I, I me, I wanted to see where it was going. I wasn't going to interrupt. I should have just written a script so it would have went somewhere other than just me going, "Boy, we're doing a podcast <laughs> today." Uh, but hey, uh, it's it's me, and uh, with me is, is Lace, as usual. Hello, happy Monday. Uh, so, uh, I'm hoping everybody's ready for, you know, the, the, the turkey day, the Thanksgiving day, and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I'm, I'm excited in the sense of uh, a good dinner. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. about it. I'm, uh, you know, and, and seeing certain family members, and I don't want it to sound bad. But there's just some. We were actually talking about this on Horror Ramblings. And I don't mean to cross-pollinate, but this is I feel mm-hmm. like this is a, a story worth bringing up. Is We were talking about that there doesn't seem to be a lot of Thanksgiving horror. But if you really think about it, it's ripe for horror. Because, Maybe it's just because it's scary enough for y'all. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you like, think about I mean, it. You spend time with those family members you don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, that you just tolerate. That's yep. a horror story in and of itself. Right. Come on. The mental anguish just leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I just. I, I don't know. I've heard some people love it. So there you go. No, no, no. Like I said, I don't I don't <laughs> dislike it. In fact, I, I know some people are like, turkey dressing, I don't like it. Ugh. Fuck oh, you. I like food. Yeah, I do too. That's that's yeah. you know we we try to think these are the time. This is the time where we're going to do the food that we don't normally don't do. So you have that. This is the one day set aside for turkey and stuffing and mm. ham and the you know all the fancy stuff that you don't do during the week sure. or or normally during the year. I guess. <laughs> Probably the rest of the year in yeah. today's day and age. Yeah. So it's something to look forward to in that sense. If you like it, if you don't like it, well, then, you know, find find you something you do like and set it aside as your Thanksgiving meal. You yeah. know, that's all I'm saying. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go out here and I may have said this on the show before, but I am a staunch supporter of cranberry sauce. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do, I th- do you do you like the real cranberry sauce or do you like the canned? I don't know if I've ever had real cranberry sauce and I would love to try it, you know, because I just, I go with the jellied kind and look, I'll even admit I didn't grow up loving it. It Mm. wasn't one of those things that I was like, oh man, I've got to have this all the time. It was just something that my, my taste evolved into where I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try this. You know, I never gave it a shot and then I'm going to try it. And then suddenly it's just like, I found this. Like my mouth loves the sweet hey. and savoriness of it all, like how it uh-huh. blends together, and I love it. You there know, you go. yeah. So, and 
people. It's it's one of those dishes that people shit on where they're just yeah, like, how to go eat. either way quickly. Yeah. yeah. How, best way to eat cranberry sauce and then you see them dumping it in the trash like you know fuck you i mean <laughs> some people like the stuff you some don't have to do, like it yeah we used to have it at every dinner yeah i never partook as much but i mean everyone you know yeah whatever. it was it's, just part of thanksgiving dinner as far as i was concerned it's it's your preference to whatever don't shame anybody or try to diss anyone who who likes it i love it and yeah. i i think it's a it's a what like especially like the day after when you're making all the turkey sandwiches. Use that sure. as your base, man. Put that yeah. with some turkey and cranberry sauce and some dressing. Mm, it's good. Good so stuff. Good. <laughs> yep. No um, not to to take a hard right turn, but uh, I wanted to t- talk about something that I actually read moments before we started recording. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm assuming this is true, and if it's not, then you know. I Forgive me for for spreading false information, but it seems that um, popular Power Ranger Jason David Frank committed suicide. What? Yeah, and uh, I'm. I did not hear about this. No. Like I said, it, it really only posted um, just moments ago, and I was kind of taken aback by it because, you know, I, it's not what you expected to hear, and and. No. If that's true, then, you know, that, that shows that he was plagued with depression. And, and first questions I started hearing is like, this can't be true. He's not like that. And it's like, but you don't know him. You really don't know. These things are, yeah. I mean, the, IMDb's confirmed date of death anyway is yeah. November 19th. So. Well, anybody oh can God. go on there and start adding well, stuff. Well, on IMDb, though? Yeah. I know Wikipedia, you could, but I they've they've opened IMDb. it up on IMDb too. Oh, you should take a look at silly. trivia on there sometime where people are just like, "Did you happen to know that?" Brian? And they put this spin on it where it's not trivia. It's like that's not trivia, you dick. You know, right? Just, that's just like a yeah. This is I've something you just yeah. Okay. Or or they try to be like, well, what's really going on is like mm-hmm. they're trying to change facts and again again this is not trivia. This is you trying to correct something this should be in the goofs not the trivia if you're mm-hmm. going to be a dick about it and and try to correct somebody but point yeah. being back to jason david wow. frank yeah it's yeah. uh yeah i you know i i was never um i was never a big power ranger fan like i you know i think i just missed me honestly i think i was slightly too old just barely. yeah like yeah. you know i was probably uh my teens 13 14 ish when i think when they hit and i don't know it i I mean you know that i'm i'm a huge uh, kaiju fan like the japanese stuff you know and this seemed like it would have been something up my alley but there was just something that wasn't connecting with me you know Mm -hmm. and and maybe if it was the actual super sentai which is what this is based on i might have gotten into it because it's you know the japanese i think it was just like the cheesy Mm -hmm. corniness of it where it's the Where they blended, you know, trying to make a kid show out of this, and I just I couldn't connect with it. And mm-hmm. but you know, I kind of followed the lore, you know, from a distance. It was like I kind of interested, yeah. but not not enough to really sit down and watch. Sit down every week, yeah. 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 So I knew who he was. I knew the Green Ranger. I knew the White Ranger. I, yeah. When I look at his face, I'm like, I totally remember this guy. Yeah. You know how I am with names, so I have to look it up real mm-hmm. quick. But 
yeah damn yeah it's it's a shame i mean this this goes to show i mean time and again every time we hear these stories and people are just like i can't believe this is you don't know what people are going through you don't and these things can be such illnesses that overtakes one's mind to the point that they like they have no control over it yeah you know like there's there's I'm not going to, you know, be play therapist or anything, but I no. um mm-hmm. I've known some people that were afflicted with these sorts of things and just trust it's a struggle. It's a struggle that yeah. you can't control, you know, even if your life is amazing and wonderful. Like, yeah. These, yeah. It's such a shame. Yeah. I uh, I don't I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, mm-hmm. just His heart goes out to the friends and family and <sighs> Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tough situation. I I guess don't ever judge anyone if if you think they're being flighty or or something just seems off and you're just like, well, they're just being a dick. No, don't no. just understand yeah. that maybe someone's going through something that they can't quite explain to you, and they don't even know. They're yeah. probably still trying to figure out why this is even a thing. The denial of acceptance, a denial that it's even happening to you. This is something that happens to other people. I'm, I just need to suck it up. I, I, I'll be fine. This isn't other people. Sure. Like there's a lot, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I've even, I've had these moments and I I try to put it away because I hate thinking it is sometimes I'll reach out to someone and I don't get a response immediately or it just seems to be this long drawn out thing and all it does is, I know I, I do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what in the moment I try to I try to relate that back as like, well, what was my reason for not responding immediately? Yeah. And maybe it was just like I, I wasn't in the mood to talk, or it was just like I get to it in a minute, whatever it may be. But I've been running an errand. Yeah. Didn't see it. You know. Yeah. There's plenty of. Uh, so yeah. I just I try to let go of certain things in my head that are just like well they just don't want to talk to you or, or they're just ducking you and because it does i'll go through this rabbit hole where it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know what i've done wrong like there's there's literally someone whose name i will not mention right now but i've been trying to have a conversation with and i, I just feel like i've done something and i don't know what it is but i may have not done a thing no and it has it, be, yeah. Yeah, nothing to do with me but for mm-hmm. some reason i'm just like why why am I at a distance with this person who I thought we were friends? Mm-hmm. You know, we might not have been like the closest of friends, but I thought we were friendly. We we always talked when the opportunity came up and then suddenly there was a rift. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to cope with it. But again, it could be something completely yeah, non-related no, it, to me. Exactly, exactly. But as as human beings and only ever seeing life through our own lens, yeah. uh, you know, like it's easy to jump to those conclusions or what did I do or I can't believe they would. Why wouldn't they at least just say I'll answer in a minute or all this? But you know what? Yeah. yeah. You never know what someone's going through to the point that it's not not intentional no and i I might be asking themselves the same questions like why wouldn't i just answer why wouldn't i just be like this why am i feeling like this like yeah 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 so we'll um i'll I'll put a pin in that but yeah yeah uh, uh, hearts go out to him uh thoughts and well wishes to his family and it's a a sad thing uh 
respect their privacy. Like, don't yeah, be please. blasting your opinion of what you think happened online or anything like that. Like, mm. yeah, he, he was, he was situations. A, let them mourn, let them figure out what's happening and move on. I will say, I will say one other thing. He was, um, Katrina was a huge fan of his and mm-hmm. we got to, to meet him at a con and he was, he was a really great guy. Yeah. yeah oh, he okay, was not yeah. one of those because in that same con, we met Jason Momoa and he was one of those people who the moment kind of like Zach Galligan and I've thrown his name under the bus and I'll continue to do it because he's a dick. Are you uh, about to say <clears> bad <throat> things about Momoa? Cause I might have to prep. <laughs> he, the moment we kind of said we weren't buying anything, it was just like block, you know, like he was done with the conversation and it was kind of yeah. disappointing. Yeah. But Jason David Frank, he did not give a damn. He was just like friendly. He wanted to talk to people. He And, I, you know, I told him point blank. I said, you know, she was going to be livid if we didn't come over here and talk to you. So um, <laughs> here we are. I said, I'm going to just wife, back up. Happy life. Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I said, you you two have at it. Y'all, you know, hang out and whatever. And I think uh-huh. I'm almost positive she got a picture with him. Oh, so, good. Yeah. But, um, and it, again, it wasn't like, I didn't want to have any disrespect for the man. Like, I didn't care. But it was, she she was the one who was the fan. You know, she was mm-hmm. the one who, who really wanted to meet him. He really and, wanted to see. Yeah. yeah. I was, I respected him. I was like, no, he's a cool dude. And he even mm-hmm. did like some fight moves with some kid who was like dressed as a Power Ranger. Aww. I know I saw that. So he was, he yeah. was a great dude. Um, okay, well, we'll move yeah. on. Uh, again, thoughts, well wishes, and all that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, two more positive things. I did want to kind of bring this up in passing, and I'm hoping that it will be ready for consumption this week. Keep your eyes open on Wednesday. I'm going to try to have a new episode of Savor the Flavor ready for everyone to watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much right now, but man, oh man, I Go do regret I regret, and I'm honestly thinking, because I did, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this without saying too much, uh, because we'll get into it. I, I do want to talk about it, but not just not right now. I want to wait until after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'm going to let the entire video play for itself. Now, I don't want to say it's extremely long, but it's not super short. I feel like there's a middle ground in here, and I thought, well, maybe I could fast forward or speed up. But there are really no moments where I'm not going through something. Sure, <laughs> there's a and and you're pre- moment, you know listeners yeah. yeah right now are probably going what what is he talking about I don't yeah you'll find out you'll find yeah, out you'll find out uh, but you <laughs> I don't, yeah just uh, I, I think I, I'll play it as a whole so you got kind of see the whole thing. Uh, yeah. because I did, I rambled the entire time trying to kind of keep my mind focused. So, uh, sure. savor the flavor Wednesday. Hopefully it'll be out. I don't see any reason why it won't be. So check it out. I'll share it uh-huh. social medias and whatnot. So keep your eyes open. Uh, another thing I wanted to uh-huh. ask and see if you saw this. Uh-huh. Did you see a Christmas story Christmas? I did not. On HBO Max. Have, did not, you even hear I, the about TV's this? TV's been kind of, um occupied okay okay the last <laughs> fair enough no. so, but is that the uh, which channel did you say it was on now this is on hbo max oh okay this is i don't know if you even know if you heard about it but it's no, i don't usually gravitate toward like any christmasy sounding kind of flicks so well even if i did i probably flip right back. <laughs> you remember christmas story right 
Yeah. About yeah. the kid with the Red Ryder BB gun. Well, mm-hmm. this is an official sequel with the original cast. What? Yeah. Like Peter like the Billings. the original cast all grown up? Yes. With exception to the mother, uh, Melinda Dillon. She, I think, had retired from acting, so... She oh, couldn't even pull her out for that, huh? I guess not. It was she okay. retired back in 2007, I believe. So she was just like, I'm, I'm good. All right, you know, Which yeah. you know, that's the only Each part of own. it where it kind of feels a little off. But I was really impressed with it because okay. they don't. And again, I don't want to say too much, so you know people can kind of go in fresh. But for for me, they, you know how in, in situations like this where it's like, okay, well we're going to do it, but now everyone's an adult and we're going to do it like this. Mm-hmm. They stick to the purity of the original film. They don't try to make it crass or rude or anything like that. So there's still an element to where it still feels like it is a continuation of that. Mm-hmm. The way they uh, uh, position every situation, he still has the daydreams. He still kind of has you know thoughts and how his mind wanders. And then they kind of play on that. But they never really try to replicate everything. Like some movies where it's like, we have to do this again. We have to do that again. We have to right. do all these things. There are elements where they kind of touch upon them or, uh-huh. or kind of graze them. But for the most part, the movie really stands on its own. Like as a new thing, like a continuation to where it's mm-hmm. just not retreading the same things over and over and over. Because I was really worried that that's what they were going to do. It's like, well, we have to talk about this. We have sure. to talk about that. I would have just assumed it would have been like his kids. And, not and even him. Yeah, because they, yeah. like, for example, and I'll touch on this without spoiling too much, <clears throat> is they go to Higby's, which is the mall that, you know, he went and saw Santa Claus at. Now, mm-hmm. if you remember in the original Christmas story, they focused on Ralphie and his brother in the line waiting to meet Santa. Mm-hmm. But now... It, again, it's still Ralphie's story. They they kind of stick with his kids for uh, ever so briefly, but it's mm-hmm. mainly focused on Ralph and what he's doing now as an adult. He's having to yeah. Christmas shop because this is now his responsibility. So it's, yeah. we're not focused on them. We're focused on him. Now he's getting to see it from the other side. And Actually, that's, I kind of like that idea yeah. a little bit better than just rehashing the same thing with his spawn. Or right. Whatever. And I, and I, re- that's, that was my biggest concern going in is like, but w- with it, I mean, Peter Billingsley, who plays Ralphie, he actually uh, produced and co-wrote the story for this. So, I mean, he oh, was fun. kind of part, you know, yeah. of, of trying to make sure it was crafted properly. And I think that's why it works is because you can tell he wasn't interested in just rehashing what had already been done. It was like, how can we pay homage to that but mm-hmm. tell an original story and do something to progress the story forward. And I, I really think they did a great job. And I think if you're a fan of the original in some way, I mean, you'll, you'll be a fan of this too, because they yeah. don't, it's never just, you know, let's, let's do this other joke again. Let's run this into the ground. But yet they, they pay tribute to things that you remember. And even the way he does like the narration, they do the, the voiceover, like mm-hmm. uh, Gene Shepard did in the original, he kind of has a voice very similar to it. And I don't think he's doing it on purpose. It's just naturally kind of there. And I'm like, that's yeah. that's kind of neat, you know, because yeah. it's supposed to be him, you know, as an adult it was supposed mm-hmm. to be him. So it's it's kind of fitting that his voice is is not far off from it. So I highly recommend it if, if you get, get a chance. Got, uh, okay. I don't think it's... 
somewhere in the 90 minute, maybe a, See, that's the a hour 40 sweet spot for me. Yeah, I don't think it was like Once a you two- start hitting two and over, I'm like, mm, it's no. better be really good. I think it was about at most maybe hour 40. Cuz okay. I know what it, it didn't overstay its welcome or anything like that. Okay. It was like the right amount, about equal to the original. So Okay. Um but yeah, I highly recommend it. I think it I think it was a good watch and uh, good for if if you like, you know, the, the feel good uh yeah, holiday films or whatever, but aren't too saccharine and just garbage, you know. Right, that, that gets old. It really does. I don't know. I don't. I don't usually gravitate towards them, but maybe, yeah. maybe. It's I mean, f- I just the only one that I still make sure I watch every year is I think uh, Year Without Santa Claus, the claymation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember that as a kid, and so when I'm wrapping Christmas gifts. It's just now a little tradition for myself that I put that on while I'm wrapping my gifts for other people. But and, it's good. Uh, that's my that's my Christmas tradition since mm-hmm. I don't really have any. <laughs> but that's fine. I think that's yeah. actually uh, kind of nice. You know, you yeah. have that one thing that you go to. I yeah. know that I Rudolph from a kid. Yeah, Rudolph and all those used to be like go tos, and now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I, what it is now. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate them. It's just now I I see the problems with them. You know, <laughs> like I'm just like God. Rudolph, the whole story is just terrible. Yeah, you yeah. know, just from how everybody treats him and just Santa well, in it's general. Like even with Baby New Year, yeah. And how much they're just laughing him from continent to continent because of his ears. You know, yeah. laughing him off. Yeah, yeah. This is why people it's grew rude. up to be dickheads. They were just like, <laughs> yeah. The the movie told me that this was funny, and that's what we're supposed well, to do. Even if you look at some of those uh, the other Christmas movies, like those little kids were brats. Yeah. They were just straight up selfish brats for the most part, you know, and then they learned some lesson or something. But yeah, like. Eh. Anyway, <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, what have you been playing? I, well, we won't even talk about Slay the Spire anymore, but I am pretty happy I got each one of them up another rung. So mm. here we go. Progress. But I did play some Return to Monkey Island. Oh, um, yeah. As I said, I would. Um, I haven't beaten it yet. Uh, but oh my God. Yeah. It's like exactly what you remember from yeah. a Monkey Island game. The humor is still on point. Exactly how you would expect it and where it comes in. Having the same voice actors really does help a lot, too. Oh, I bet. Because you hear that. You know, Um, the art style doesn't bother me. It is a far, you know, it's a lot different than, um, you know, what we were used to in the original ones. But it, I I don't know. Maybe that wasn't a sticking point for me with graphics or whatever. So it didn't take me out of anything. And in fact, I thought it kind of made itself a little bit more adorable with uh, with the setting and how they tell these stories, you know. So... Uh, yeah, I have no complaints. Like, if you enjoyed Monkey Island, I don't see how you wouldn't not love this one, too. Right. And there's even a, a setting in there where you can do the writer's cut where it literally says more blather, worse pacing. Okay. So if you just <laughs> want to go through all of it that way, you can as well. Um, I, 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 I played just the normal mode. Like there, you can do it where I guess it's an insane amount of puzzles or to work super hard for it. I'm just happy with the the regular amount of puzzles and, and move my move on my way. But yeah, I don't really want to want to spoil anything. But um, they he, he, we ran into Barbie Lafay when we were cooking, and I'm like, oh, I love the word 
the, like the pun, you know, Barbie yeah. LaFleur. Like, come on. I love it. Yeah. So you're going to love it if you liked Monkey Island. Um, I don't think it's going to take me that long to beat. I feel like I might be close to halfway already, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I don't look up how long to beat.com or wherever people sure. go. Like, I'll just finish it when I finish it. And I know I tend to walk away and leave games up for an hour at a time if I'm doing something. <laughs> so my times are never accurate. Um, but uh, did I even play anything else? I don't think I even got a chance to this week. I had to pretend like I was prepping to go out of town. So I actually was trying to be responsible and get some ah. stuff done, you know. Uh, <laughs> but what about you? What have you been playing? Well, what I've uh, mainly been playing, we'll talk about a little later. But I did uh, I did want to kind of talk about another game because we don't talk about mobile games all that much. And I normally don't mess with mobile no, games all that much. But I did uh, did stumble upon one that kind of sucked me in a little bit, and I was surprised. Oh, yeah? I okay. was trying to find something that I could kind of play casually, like if something's on TV that I kind of want to pay attention to, but I'm just not invested enough to focus all my attention. Yeah, it's fine as background noise. Yeah, it's just like, ah, you know, I just want something to kind of distract my head, you know, mm. while somebody else is more paying more attention than I am, because I, I kind of want to watch it, but eh. Um, right. But it's a little game called Pocket City, and it kind of reminds me of SimCity, you know, in the sense that it's a town builder. So you've got your commercial, your residential, your industrial, and then you have to kind of build it around. You'll have your water supplies or water towers and then your power plants, and then everything has to connect through roads. Mm -hmm. So those are your connecting points. However, you have to make sure that you're building everything to where everything's accessible, you're cutting down on traffic, then you have trains you can build, highways, but they do not connect the power. So you have to Mm -hmm. think of your roads as your connectors and then all this other stuff. Uh, Then you have to buy land in the surrounding areas to kind of expand Mm -hmm. upon to where you can build your city and get more people and more businesses and then you can unlock new structures that can you know bring more people in or bring in more revenue Mm. i don't know i just got obsessed with it because how it was kind of laid out and then it gets really detailed because you have to look at your town stats see you know how the the public feels about everything and it's detailed it's not just like people are fine it's like here's percentages of everything you need to take a look at here's your traffic here's your crime here's your you know uh, how your your resources are coming in because you have food resources, you have steel worker resources, you have you know various mm-hmm. other things that, you, that kind of keep income coming up. So if you are not producing enough, and that's where you have to build extra uh, businesses to do this to mm-hmm. increase that income, you have to keep up with that. I don't know. It's it. I don't want to say time management. It's just city management. You have to yeah. make sure that everything is is up to snuff, and then you got to worry about the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and oh, dang. Yeah. then after you do that, they'll even tell you it's like, hey, um, you can start another city off to the side here, and then that can start to help this part, and then mm-hmm. you each, uh, I guess, connecting part to your city. It's a different kind of environment. So one could be more wooded. So maybe you could kind of turn that into like a lumber town. There's okay. another yeah. side that's more... Um, what's the... Uh, Industrial? Uh, 
I think it would be better for resorts because it's it's a lot of water and islands, you know. So it's like you're sitting on a lake, like a tropical. Yeah. So then maybe you'd want to turn that one into more of a resort town or a resort city where you have all these big businesses and and things like that. So maybe people aren't going to live there, but you know you need to have your boats and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Um, campgrounds, arenas, things like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the more they've kind of laid in and then they give you tasks. It's like, hey, can you try this out? And sometimes it's something simple. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little something more egregious. Like they said, hey, um, we want to see what would happen if we raise taxes <laughs> and see if we can kind of keep the people happy. Can you try that? Sure. And I was like, okay, I'll try. Yeah. Somehow I pulled it off. And then there's go. there are other things where the cops will be like, hey, could you see if you could help us find this uh you know criminal hideout you know says just take a look around and see if you can find where the most crime is happening or criminals are are wandering so now you can Uh kind of uh choose on the map to kind of isolate criminals okay and then now you have to kind of zoom in on your city and try to find this big cluster of of criminals and then touch the building and apparently that's their hideout and then the police will come in there and raid it and then bust all the criminals okay clean it up your city too yeah so you getting to do all that stuff there's one that i have yet to do because i don't even know where to begin and it was like trying to find this uh group of cats you know i don't they said just look for the uh, big gathering of cats and i'm like i don't look in alleyways I'm looking. I can't find them anywhere. I don't know where I'm looking. There's- I figured alleyways because they'd be after the rats, you know? Hell yeah. But I don't see a way to isolate it to animals. And I think that's why it was a little hard to, to kind of hone in on them. Maybe but, you got to unlock something or buy um, animal senses or something. Perhaps. I don't know. I have yeah. to. But there's a lot to it. And I don't know if maybe I got it for. Because I got it through the the play pass on google and i don't know if that's like a if it's a pay game or paid game or whatever because i don't have to deal with ads or anything like that and it just feels like a full game that do you pay for a google play with the the play pass is actually one of it's kind of like the playstation plus or the game pass well then yeah it might be we don't pay for it we get it as a (laughs) cell phone company sure. bonus or whatever oh okay yeah like and we're gonna yeah. give you this for and i was like why not today. cool yeah I'll, sure i'll take of it of course free stuff yeah so if you like that kind of game maybe give it a give it a, oh, a look that sounds like something i could sink some time into for sure for a while yeah <laughs> I, into those guides it's it's one of those that i've found myself coming back to and that's when i know i like a game as i'm thinking about it i'm like ooh, sure what could i do if I was to put because I was even thinking about my city and trying how I how to really maximize uh, uh-huh. all the the my my space so I didn't have so I was thinking about the power plants because you start off with small power plants and you can upgrade to something more I was trying to remember what they are it might have might have just been like solar panel plants mm. I felt like there was a fourth one in there but I can't remember and then you'll obviously move on to uh, nuclear if that's your <laughs> something you want to do uh, so since you have to connect everything to roads i thought well what if i could put one on each corner you know and then that way they're mm-hmm. out of the way but they're still connecting everything because i got to make sure i got the roads connected yeah and then as far as the water goes i have like a a 
I guess it'd be a river, going Mm -hmm. directly in between the city, which, after a while, after you get to a certain level, then you can start, like, uh, what do you call it? It's not renovating. uh, Landscaping, I guess. So you you can actually build. If you don't want the water, take the water out. If you want to put... You know, a little lake or a little pond, if you want to build mountains, little whatever. Flowers, bushes, trees. Yeah. You can yeah. do that if you want to. So I, I tried to leave mine as is. I may, did maybe like a little bit of scrubbing with it, just to mm-hmm. try and fix a few things that I was like, well, if I could just have this and this, and that could help me kind of run this road here, mm-hmm. and then that would be better. But I actually got some water plants that are right by the water. Uh, like the, that's how they have to operate these particular mm-hmm. ones because you can get water towers early on and then you have actual water plants. So I lined up about four of them right there on the the river, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, my, my town is my town is set. Done. Yeah. So now that's what I was. Electricity, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Right. So if I could just put a power plant in each corner and make sure that it's enough or sufficient enough power, mm-hmm. then I don't have to worry about a damn thing. You know. Uh, yeah. That way, I've, it frees up any other space that i had for power plants and i don't have to worry about it and it's all good but just like sim city this game also throws you know uh problems at you you have to stop the crime you have to stop fires you have tornadoes earthquakes volcanoes yeah everything you have way a lot you have all of the responsibility for one town you're god Mm -hmm. pretty much you are yeah so go check it out i think i think if you like that sort of game, you would definitely mm-hmm. kind of get into what it. What was it called again? Just in case. Pocket City. Pocket City. Yeah. It's right. it's a lot of fun. And it's a save. It doesn't run without you. So it's is not it like... A, is it a real-time thing, though, where I legit have to walk away for 12 hours? No, 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 no. Okay, because those annoy the crap out no, of me. No, this is like everything that you're doing, it's happening as you go. You can save it right where you were, come back, and then everything's right where you are. Okay. So you don't okay. have to worry about... It's a legit game. Gotcha. <laughs> not, gotcha. Yeah. not a bullshit game. Real time game. Yeah. Uh, do you have any news? Because I have two things, but I wanted to let you go first if you had some news. Oh, we've got a couple of things that I uh, I felt like chatting with you about that might go a little deep. I don't know. It depends on our conversation. So, okay. uh, well, we'll just do this one up top because there really isn't a whole lot of information yet to date, but kind of uh, interesting nonetheless. Uh, Sonic creator, I don't know if you read about this, Yui mm-hmm. Naka was arrested for insider trading. I don't Scandal. think I did. No. <laughs> yeah. So best known for co-creating Sonic the Hedgehog um, was uh, in connection with insider trading involving, um, looks like it was a, a mobile game for Jar- Dragon Quest Tact. Um, they obtained information about the game uh, and ended up purchasing so many shares before it was to release um same with uh another game another public project like they were buying up all these shares of things before it became public before anyone was supposed to know about it um so that's pretty much all that was released as of yet and that you know square enix is like we're fully cooperating with security and exchange surveillance commission Mm -hmm. um because sounds like some of this might have even happened prior to some of the people who are even working there now maybe wow. you know you know uh, but the most recently looks like between Feb- uh, December 2019 and February 2020 was when the bulk of like 
you know, $336,000 worth here, yeah. or, uh, $130,000 worth there, so, you know, so oof. <laughs> do you, do you think greed is what gets people caught in these situations? Like they buy too much that it becomes a red flag or because. I mean, yeah. It, especially if you're doing it before it's a public thing. Yeah. You would think like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what goes through your head if you think that they're not going to notice you getting large sums of something before other people could. Because I honestly, I'm I'm honestly not that I'm sitting here thinking, how could I get away with insider trading? I'm I'm just, how does this work? Yeah, no, but I've always heard that uh, about it. And I've always been curious, like, what is the tip off point? Like, how do you get this tip? And then you're trying to get in before anybody else to make some extra cash. But when does it become a red flag? So if I, if, if I just kind of on a whim, you know, if I was to go buy some shares, cause I thought, you know what, I bet you this is going to be good. And then mm-hmm. I had no tips whatsoever, but I only bought like a small amount. Are they going to look at me because I did it early? Uh, you see what yeah. I mean? I don't know. It, it might be the large amounts. It might be the amount of times that you're doing it. And sure. I feel like a lot of them get caught when they're trying to pull out of something before they know of a crash or something. Uh, and that's okay. usually when they get caught, you know, uh, where it's just like, ah, oh, crap, we knew this thing's going to start to sink. And then all of a sudden they start, you know, selling their shares, you know, and then the yeah. next day it hits news. or something. I feel like that's when they get caught because they're like, oh, crap, I got to save my investment. And then. Mm-hmm stupidly pull like everything before <laughs> you know uh but there really isn't a whole lot to go on yet that they've um you know put it, it out in the news or that i could find so or we may not i don't know their laws may be so much different we may never hear of that's true again i don't know Are well i'm gonna sorry? i'm gonna lay it out to david to explain insider trading and why people get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i should have probably done some more research into that but it, yeah i'd always I don't know. Rich people problems, I guess. Sure. Like it never, I was like, I'm never going to get any. <laughs> I'm never going to understand when any of that stuff does or nope. have the cash it would take to like turn it into anything worthwhile, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So here we go. Volition, you know, the developing team, part of uh, Gearbox. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard this. They're kind of getting dissolved into just Gearbox. Like, No, I did not. Yeah, I'm guessing after the the way they were uh, putting in this article, you know, the reception to The Last Saints Row, probably even Agents of Mayhem, not really as no. good, um, but apparently still met their financial expectations. So it doesn't seem like anyone lost their lost their butt on, yeah. on, on these games or anything, but um, they're deciding to, since, you know, Gearbox is the publisher, to just kind of dissolve Volition into other groups so it's like weird because when you're reading it it's like volition's not going to be completely gone but it is (laughs) yeah you know so i i i I get i guess what they were trying to say but in the end i don't know if it makes much difference as far as is that team going to be together making the stuff no um so they're just kind of getting absorbed into the rest of Gearbox to do other things, which All is, right. um, you know, owned by Embracer Group. So oh, yeah. crap. I'm not going to explain that whole hierarchy. We've discussed it in the past, but, you know, it was like formerly Coke Media and then Volition Studio was transferred. And then mm-hmm. it's just like this whole kind of mess. Um, but uh, yeah, so kind of sucks. Yeah. Been around quite a bit, you know, and. 
I mean, it seems to be the nature of the business anymore. If you fail one too many times, you're done. You're dissolved. You're destroyed. You're done. Especially and if a big group gets you. I know I've played several of the games, not just Saints Row. Mm-hmm. In fact, oh, I got... I don't want to like go too down, deep down a rabbit hole, but I've mentioned this on uh, Horror Ramblings before. I've not mentioned it here, but there's a uh, show that I've been listening to called Yuki and John's Patreon Buffet. Now, this is a okay. paid podcast, video cast thing. And John Brennan, who is the musical talent for The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob mm-hmm. Briggs on Shudder, there is another guy that works on that show as well called Yuki Nakamura, and he's like the set designer, uh, planner. What I, I'm sure he does a lot more than that, but that seems to be one of his his jobs. And he has apparently been in the business a long time. Okay, okay? like he he goes way way back. He's got stories for days for some of the people he's met. He's met the Pope. He's met uh, Neil Armstrong. He's Which met, one? Uh, Pope John Paul <laughs> the Second. I'm Was not that- gonna remember who. I know, was but in power when I don't follow the one it. in the eighties that was so popular. Not the one we're memeing now. Yeah, no, the one, okay. the one in the eighties, I believe <laughs> that people liked. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Sure uh, Tom Berenger, this. Linda Blair. Oh, and and those are just the ones I know of. Yeah, you know? okay. Like, so I he, like those names. Yeah, he's got he's got stories for days, and they're fascinating. That's that's one of the reasons I've mm-hmm. signed up for this, is because I love his stories. Yeah. You know, right. you, you have no idea what he's going to whip out. And then suddenly it's just like, I got a story about this. Pop. And the reason I'm bringing this up is he was mentioning just the other day on one of the shows. He said, I did set design for this game and he was trying to think of it. And John, like he couldn't think of the name of it. And then John was like, Grand Theft Auto? He's like, no, no. He's like, uh, Saint to Saint. And I was like, Saints Row? Holy shit, Saints Row? You did? Oh, yeah. Ah! So he did set design for Saints Row. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. all the things he's, his hands have been in. It's just, uh-huh. it blows my mind. Hey. Blows my mind. Lived a good life. Yeah, fun, for sure. Fun. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, because I don't, I, I don't want to pass this story up. Uh, he told a story. Have you ever heard the stories or the rumors that McDonald's uses cat meat? I feel like and, I have probably off and on my existence, yeah. Okay, so rumor rumor at one point is that, you know, in Japan, McDonald's uses cat meat. Okay, okay. whatever. Rumor, rumor. People are like, ah, eh, whatever. Has it. So he was working at McDonald's in the kitchen, and apparently a cat got into a vent. And then oh. the cat was up above the grill. Cat <laughs> fell out of the vent onto the grill. Cat does not know what to do because grill is hot. So it bounces, 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 and then sure. shoots out of the kitchen into the dining area at peak dining area time. Oh, God. When nice. it's completely full. <laughs> A little singed, even. Yeah. 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 And everyone saw it run out of the kitchen, out of the store. So <laughs> what do you think that did? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping everyone just shrugged and went back to eating their meal, but I'm sure that's not what happened. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you'd think, but all that did is like, he said, it was like, it just confirmed the rumor. And it was like- Just the chef standing in the doorway like, yeah, I know. I don't know how to explain this one either. I swear we don't use cat meat, but I, yeah. 
Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that. I was like, wow, that... Uh, That's pretty great. Yeah. That just, that'd be <laughs> terrible, but... Of all the things that could happen right then and there. So, yeah. Uh, you want a good laugh, go check those guys out. But uh, just, right, I'm not, I'm not like shilling for, for any... Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a lot... Like I said, his stories alone are worth the price of admission. So... Fun, fun, um, fun. Continue. I'm sorry. Continue. I got off. Um, one just fun one to, to pass off because it's hilarious and we were already kind of joking about it in Discord. Dead Island 2, delayed again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, like like even Jed said, like, is there a game? Is this just a long troll? Like, yeah. I'm starting to wonder. Uh, but they do say that, you know, haha, well, you know, the delay is not lost on us. Like, mm-hmm. they're totally like, guys, we know. We got it. <laughs> I don't know why this has uh, been in development hell. But hey, if they're... They're going to do it right if they're not crunching their people. Like, that's all that matters to me. But again, another good example of what we've always said. Stop talking about shit till you know it's actually going to be closer to coming out. I don't I, know. I guess it's my my big... a joke now. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's my big question right now. It's like, what is the problem? Like, this is... This is not a, a new concept, is it? Right. I mean, this I don't is just feel like it. No, and I feel like they've started over completely, at least at one point in time, right? Sure. So I, I want to say I was reading about, you know, changing the protagonist and things of that nature or whatever. So fine, you know, maybe things got too dated because it took too long for your, for the game to finish. <laughs> I mean, that was a game that was actually being marketed like way back in. Ooh, like 16, 2016, 17 yeah. might have been 15 for all I remember. Um, I kind of felt like it was right in the, the precipice of the, the PlayStation 3 days before PS4. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mm, I, I'd have to look it up right now because I don't remember now. Like, it's been so long. Yeah. But I yeah, feel yeah. like, I don't know about 3. Okay. I, I might I be over because yeah, for I some reason like four for sure, and then things started to advance, so you probably had to start an uh, engine. I think I think I might be equating it because I feel like there was an E3 that I went to that the big theater experience that PlayStation used mm-hmm. to do, and there was a commercial running before the show, and it showed. I, I'm almost positive this is why I'm, the one where I'm they doing. were skateboarding. No, this is the one where it was like the running. You know, oh, okay. the little jogger dude, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. all snappy and all that, and and what Goat Simulator Three made fun of it recently, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was also a, a, a preview for, and I, I think it was The Last of Us Remastered. So I think maybe that's why I'm connecting those dots, oh, thinking maybe. it was three, because then that would have been for four. But play, you know, Last of Us was. Three, two, four, two, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That could be. That could be. Um, outside of that, okay. So I kind of want to chat about this okay. Mick Gordon thing with id Software and Bethesda mm. and the whole thing. I was reading about it a little bit last week. And uh, I think I was even telling you that, like, I was starting to read his post and I was like, I'm not going to have time to go through this with a fine tooth comb, Yeah, you know, because it's so much, y'all. And we're talking about a span of about three years here Mm -hmm. that this is kind of built up to that we know about longer for those involved, it seems like. But I'm sure everyone might have heard by now about... Um, the, 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 the trouble surrounding the doom eternal OST, um, with id software, uh, and then Bethesda, just because, you know, they owned id software. Like it's a, 
I'm wondering if we're going to hear anything from Microsoft or anything, If uh, honestly, because now it's kind of like your problem. Sort yeah. Of. Um, but I don't know if the best place to start would be, you know, from this open letter three years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't, I wasn't fully aware of the entire situation. Um, I don't follow Doom closely. Um, so I, I could see me easily have missing this when it first um, started to become an issue three or so years ago. Um, but the, there was a lot of criticism about um, Mick Gordon's OST for Doom Eternal and how it definitely didn't sound like it was up to the same standards as past, you know, Mick Gordon work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the 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 director the you know they're over at id software his name's marty stratton um after people had started i guess you know this doesn't sound right like people are even looking at waveforms right you know pointing out why these waveforms look different like why is this all blocked up this is why you're getting the clipping or whatever and um then mick gordon had responded that he was not the one who had edited and and produced those tracks that you're hearing, like didn't, you know, wrote the music, but I wasn't the one who edited for OST standards. Right. To which apparently led Marty to writing this open letter on Reddit three years ago. It's a long one too. I don't know if y'all have gone back and forth to look at these, uh, but Marty's open letter was pretty long. And pretty accusatory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I reading through the whole thing basically lays all of the troubles and misunderstandings uh, that happened during the, the the production of music going into the game. Kind of just laid it all at, at Mick's feet by not meeting deadlines, taking too long, asking for for longer than um, supposedly contracted for. Marty even says that they had, you know, since January with the contract and moving forward, we're trying to do this, that, or the other. And, and, and I'm only bringing up certain points because when we get to Mick Gordon's, you guys, if you've not looked at this, it's a very heavy rebuttal. It's a 58 minute read. Mm-hmm. At least, according to the Medium post, you know, and telling you how long bullet points, receipts. It's it's the probably one of the most well thought out, thorough rebuttals I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I've ever seen um, links to 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 go to each part of the process. So, um, you know, he he goes on to say in this, you know, that. um this was kind of the reasons why the um, OST was delayed or the, the, the special edition, you know, um, and even mentioned that when they uh, mentioned that his OST was going to be part of the collector's edition, uh, that that was what was kind of delaying it back and forth too. Mick suggested that, you know, then Chad started mixing whatever Mick had finally put through to put into an OST then supposedly Mick's like hey let's just work together with what Chad has because I'm not going to meet deadlines and so on and so forth um mm-hmm. now I'm not going to take sides or anything because to 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 be fair in this day and age 
I don't trust anyone. I, sure. I just don't. Sorry. Internet's made me very cynical towards any human beings. Like, um, yeah, even I, agree. I can't even trust my lying eyes sometimes. I don't know if you've edited what you've done to things anymore. So, but it's kind of hard not to look at Mick's response, the receipts that he put up, and not wonder. There's got to be a middle ground here because we're going from one extreme to the other where Marty's like, we wish Mick well, um, but, you know, difficult to work with basically in a TLDR version of Mm -hmm. it. Um, But one of the points that just kind of really stuck out to me and I highlighted a few that I felt. Wow, just wow on on their side here. Um, The fact that Marty was saying you know, that they've been waiting on this song since January and everything for the OST when they mentioned it in March. Mick shows receipts that he was never even contracted to do the OST until March. Yeah. So they were announcing, um, now according to him, they Mm. were announcing his OST getting included before he was ever contracted to do an OST. And bros up receipts from the fact that he had to go to Bethesda kind of going over Marty's head to try to get some other things moving. Mm-hmm. And there in is where he posted the date of the contract. Yeah. So if that contract is to be taken correctly, negates all of what Marty was saying because there was no contract and Mick even shows um, audio file, way files, um, showing that Chad had been working on this long before there was even an announcement of the OST. So it's like a lot of the timelines they're showing, it just doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't make sense. So clearly one side or the other is, is, is lying through their teeth and on, well, depending on who, whose side you're on or whatever. I, it, right now, I feel like Mick has the upper hand. Sure, Simply yeah. because he's produced all of this evidence mm-hmm. and very well thought out bullet points, um, prove, you know, everything he wanted to prove to put up there. Um, and all we've got is statements mm-hmm. from large corporation, right? So the fact that he even says he went unpaid... For about 11 months, Mm -hmm. 11 months, could anyone do what you do right now and not get paid for 11 months and still be okay? Yeah, really? I I mean, like... I wish. Nothing bothers me so much as when these large companies can't just pay their artists. I've been learning how artists are paid in this space, and I didn't really... I mean, I'm not a musician, but how they get paid by just like minutes used. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of sketchy, like bullshit, but yeah. like you feel like that he's putting in so much more time than he'll get paid for. Just for, anyway, I don't know. I'm sure that's a whole other conversation that needs to be had. Eh, the year mm. of uh, pay your artist people. Sure. Is what it's feeling like. Pay your freaking people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, so Mick does go on to say that at the Bethesda's E3 showcase, uh, June uh, 2019, that was the day he learned he um, about the OST um, going in as well, guys, wow. according to him. 
mm-hmm. is that um, when they announced it that E3 and it said Mick Gordon's OST, that's when he finally kind of went to Bethesda and was like, Are, am I going to get a contract for the OST? Like, yeah. I, you know, um, set messages to id Software, like you've put me in a really difficult position. Um, again, not contracted for this thing. Um, so where this Marty works since January, I've been asking since January was coming from, that's already in direct conflict. Mm-hmm. Why would he start on an OST if you're not contracting him for it? Exactly. And why are you taking this long to contract McGordon for Christ's sake? Like, yeah, I, you know, these are all questions that were going through my head as I'm reading this. Like, I don't know what the, um, the relationship is like between the two, but to have worked together for so long, it's kind of like in my head, I don't even really play doom, but I'm like doom Mick. Yeah. And it's almost like they just said, well, no, he's, he's in. I mean, automatically it's like, they just had this assumption. It's like, Oh yeah, we don't have to worry about that. He'll do it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but it's still nice to have a contract, you know, paid for your work, for your talent. And, Oh my God. And just the, the fact that, this sat like this for three years, mm-hmm. you know, until now. I'm sure everyone's like, why three years go by that you're putting through this point? I'm sure this has been stuck in legalese hell forever because they have the money to keep kicking this can down the line. Sure. Um, and this, again, would be my assumptions, you know, um, but. Even even the minutes that they used, according to Mick, he still hasn't been paid for all of it. So he's only been paid, according to him right now, only half of the minutes that were used. He shows that he released like four, almost five hours. So four hours, 46 minutes and one second um, was only contracted for two hours and uh, 22 minutes. But after it was finished with development is when he saw that pretty much all of it got used. And... <laughs> So to make matters worse, you're going through this again. I can't hit point for point. I can't. Like if you guys really want to go through it, I do recommend reading both sides. I went back and I read the the, the post from Marty Hmm. um, in Reddit. I I read the full statement from Mick. And um, right now I honestly feel like he's got the upper hand. This is just my own personal opinion reading through what what I can find. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when he shows this ZeniMax contract for March 18th, 2022. Yeah. You know, um, again, I realize people can um, Photoshop stuff and everything, which is why I guess these days it's like, it's hard for me to trust anything I see online. But I don't the, the the amount of receipts and timeline and as thorough as as Mick made it, it's a little hard not to feel like he's got a really good point here as to what happened. Um, and then the only other thing that really kind of Bethesda's response to it all mm. was what kind of made me go, I kind of want to chat about this because. I feel like everyone might have seen it by now, but they came out, Bethesda now, came out in support of uh, the the recent posts. They say mischaracterized and misrepresented the team at Ed Software, Development Doom, uh, Marty, and Chad. Chad Mossholder now was the person um, uh, that was doing the editing on the music. Wasn't necessarily an audio engineer, to my understanding, sure. but was hired for it. Um 
and they're unequivocally just taking Marty's and Chad's side on it. Um, what really kind of <laughs> the part that I went, what was when they were saying that uh, these statements are of, of incomplete facts and facts and quote incomplete Bethesda. <laughs> Did you read this? Incomplete Bethesda. Like, uh, look. I- in this day and age, that's not a surprising comment. But now, again, I know you're a big company. You've probably got a lot of laws and everything that you've got to handle a little bit differently than what Mick would have to do. So just being able to, like, splatter maybe all of these personal contracts online, you probably can't do. Mm-hmm. But did you think this was going to be cool? That this was just, oh, his presentation, Selective Facts. It's an hour fucking read, Bethesda. <laughs> I've never seen a more thorough rebuttal in something like this in my life from normal human to corporation. Like I just, I've not ever right. to take that much time to bullet point link TLDR, you know? Um, I mean, this is not a tweet going, Hey, you're just slandering my name. Fuck yeah, you. It's Bethesda. not a tweet longer going, yeah. uh, three years ago you slandered me and, uh, now I'm mad. Yeah. If, if that's all it was, then sure. I would have a hard time buying his story, but no, I agree with you. It was like, no, 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 you're not going to tear me down. Facts. Boom. Right. Right. And could you imagine? I could only imagine how much crap he's gone through the last three years. How much sure. of a professional hit that might have taken to his reputation. Um, other companies wanting to hire him, but being a little leery because he's being made sound to that he doesn't complete contracts or doesn't fulfill his obligations. And if that's true, and it could be, I don't know, Mick. I don't know Chad or Marty, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know any of these people from Adam or Eve, you know, I don't know them, but you got to do better than, oh, his set of incomplete facts. Like that just made you sound so stupid Yeah, because of how thorough that this in fact is. This is very thorough. You can't tell me that anyway, selective maybe, but holy crap, an hour's worth read of selective it just it's a little it's no, a little hard know. for me to believe. It's like, well, if he's being selective, fill in the gaps. Right. You know? And again, do are we owed it? Maybe not. He is, for sure. Sure. You know, it's his reputation, his livelihood, his music, his everything that's taking the hit. And Mick even goes on to say he was offered a six digit sum to just psh, and let's walk away. Just psh. Keep your mouth shut about what was going on and walk away. Sure. So if that's also true, Bethesda, I don't know how you pay him. Mm -hmm. If you used it, pay him. You clearly liked the music or you wouldn't have put it in. Right. You know, it it wasn't to my standard. It doesn't matter. You used it. He worked on it. He did it. He sent it. You used it. You pay him. Mm -hmm. If you didn't like it, send it back. You don't pay them. You don't use it. So, dear God, I just, it's, it was as soon as I saw Bethesda's response where I was like, really? That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. I feel like saying nothing would have been better than saying this, in my opinion. But, you know, then they would have been, uh, burned for for not saying it. it was like well what what's the deal but that's why don't you say anything 
So either way, but yeah, they said the stupidest thing possible. And I, I, yeah, very corporate speak. You know, we reject the distortion of the truth and selective presentation of incomplete facts and quotation marks. I was like, dude, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and it could be my God, maybe this was supposed to be a two hour rebuttal. Maybe y'all did do that much or did it do enough? I don't know. But dear God, yeah, I can't I can't sit on that incomplete facts. And that was it. So as I'm looking through it here, I mean, I recommend everyone reading both for yourself. Obviously, I'm sure. really quite proud of the fact that the um, the doom thread that Marty put in Reddit is still there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the moderators did have a lot of calls for it getting taken down. Um, but instead what they did was, uh, post, they've locked it now. Cause obviously okay. when this sure. came out, a bunch of people started coming back into type now. Um, but, uh, put up there that it's come to their attention, um, that the public statement was made and posted mixed directly underneath and locked it. They're like, in my purview, now it's high time to hear the other side of the story. And so keeping it up for historical context, which mm-hmm. I agree with. I don't think we should just start deleting everything we disagree with or whatever. Leave things up for learning, for historical context, for like he said this shit three years ago. Yeah. And and the fact that the way even Bethesda talked about it, you know, like how it's one sided story. This is what Marty did three years ago to Mick. A one sided story. That he decided to post in defense of Doom Eternal. Mm -hmm. So again, strike two, Bethesda. What do you mean? Marty slandered his reputation three years ago. No apologies, no nothing. And then now you're upset that he comes out with receipts? With receipts. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that just bothered me, big boy Bethesda. I kind of wish you would have just like kept your mouth shut. Uh, but now I'm almost like Microsoft, what you going to do? I know this was a problem that happened prior to you getting it, but guess what? Probably your problem now. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's their problem now. So, so yeah. Can do you something. step up and be like Bethesda? Okay. Bad, bad response. Bad boys. No, mm-hmm. maybe Mick did too. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't I don't know. Even if it was just, you know, you think Mick's just a garbage human being. If you use the music he 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 made, you pay you pay them. I, 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 it's just as simple as that. I don't care if you like their character. I don't care if you think they're a good human or a good person or you agree with their values or anything. If you if you used a thing that you know was produced for you for work, you pay for that thing. Yeah. I. I no, it, that, it's absolutely that. true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially coming from people who could absolutely um, afford to do it. Hmm. Microsoft, I don't know. Balls in your court. I'm. I would be more interested to hear if they're going. Ah, oh, crap. It's like, oh, and you're wanting to buy Blizzard too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you guys just never want sleep again. Is that what it is? You just hate yourself. This is the year Microsoft's like. I've been feeling too good. Let's buy all the garbage. Hmm. Yeah, the big garbage. The The big garbage, too. Yeah, I don't know. Thoughts? It sucks. Uh, I did remember hearing about this. Uh, Stephanie Sterling did a bit on it, and it was the first I'd heard about it. And I'm kind of, I agree with you. I think I'm kind of on Mick's side. 
because the, 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 the facts he produced, that's a lot. Yeah. If you're going to put that much time and effort into producing that much, uh, I mean, like I said, it's not some simple tweet. This was right. like, no, by God, you're not going to fucking slander me. I'm going to gather everything I can to prove my point. And he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Bethesda just being like, oh, that's not all the truth. Then what is? What is? Right. Fill in the gaps. Because you, if you're not going to do that, uh, then shut the fuck up because you're not helping matters. the appropriate channels. Fuck Whatever you. that is. Probably means in court. Yeah. Whatever. It probably means in court. Because that's the only court. way they can deal with it. Yeah, go ahead. Take them to court. See how you fare at the end of that. Because you're going to be doing the same thing again. You're going to be going settlement, just like you mm-hmm. did before. And hopefully he'll be like, no. Mm-hmm. No. I don't want your damn money. I didn't want it before. I don't want it now. I want mm-hmm. you to pay proper. Yeah. Now, now, now I'm over it. You tried to uh, read my name through the mud. You did all this, you know, um, and they just left it up. I don't know. So, yeah, um, I'm sure it'll go to court. Heck, for all I know, he's probably been trying to sue. And again, they have enough money to keep kicking this can down the road for as long as they, you know, it probably would have been cheaper just to pay him. Yeah. Is what's so hilarious about these nefarious people is that you would rather keep paying lawyers to keep kicking the problem down the road than just paying for a freaking person's work. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anywho, um, I'm just going to keep my eye on it because again, I, I, I don't want to be a staunch supporter of one side over the other. Cause people, things could change. Things could change really quickly. Hey, but we saw, this- we saw what happened with, uh, that, that voice actress and how oh that my God, flipped and how in quick. A, on a dime. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree. I I'm with you on that. It, we don't know. I mean, she didn't produce <laughs> nearly anything like the way Mick did for sure. No, but, but yeah, at still, first you're like, yeah, ooh, ooh, we're on her side, and then suddenly yeah. it's like, oh shit, no, I'm not. Yeah, like this time, big company was was telling the truth. Um, so I'm gonna keep my eye on it because I would be kind of interested to see if, let's say, Zenimax, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, how many different statements are we going to get to before we hear the correct one? Or, again, it's not really owed to us. Yeah. I know we think so because it was splattered on the internet. Certainly. But, um, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens, maybe. You yeah, know, yeah, Things yeah. come to light later on. But, yes, at, at this moment in time, it's really hard for me not to be like, yeah, Bethesda Ball's kind of in your court because mm-hmm. he's laid a, a really good argument here, and um, it's kind of hard to not Disagree, go with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, I think that was about all I really felt like chatting with you about. I was reading a little bit about the new Bioshock movie that Netflix is producing and getting a little bit more heartened at the fact that you know the people and the creators of it are uh, saying – you know, Netflix is just giving them creative freedom and working with the original creators. So, okay, maybe it'll uh, be you something. Know, Netflix is very, it's 50 50 with a lot mm-hmm. of their stuff. Um, so that made me feel better when I hear, you know, well, corporations just like, I don't know shit about this. Just you guys make it good and we'll give you money. That's the problem, <laughs> though. Like, I, I like that. I think that's the problem I'm having with them, though. I mean, kudos. For, for stepping back and allowing the creative people to do their thing. Because I think that's why Sandman works so well. But oh, God, yeah. Lo- look what we had as an issue. Neil Gaiman created this yeah. wonderful series. Mm-hmm. And 
it was critically praised to my knowledge. And then suddenly we're all on pins and needles wondering if it's going to get a second season because Netflix is like, "Mm," because it didn't perform quite up to their expectations. Yeah, yeah, the stupid, yeah. They're I, just I like, I don't know, maybe. And then we're just sitting there going, please don't cancel this. Come like, this is on. the best thing you've probably ever come up with, Netflix, for the yeah. love of God. Do not let this one go. All right, no, it's my own personal opinion, but my God. But no, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and the fact you had the creator of the mm-hmm. book being part of it. I, I mean, yeah. that's that's what made it good. I it think, so I, I think, yeah. and I know that could be a detriment. Some people would say, but I think in this case, it was to its. Uh, oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It helped. Like, and even so, he said he didn't really want to do it unless he knew he was going to be able to do it the right. way he wanted. Yeah. And how how long that that project went into development hell, trying to get movies and all this other stuff. And who did they not contact him? And it's like, all right, yeah, you know, whatever. Not so gonna say yes, though. So <laughs> with Bioshock, if you've got the people, the the individuals who are responsible for the creativity and everything behind it Mm. i'm all for it i think it'll be a solid show but just know (laughs) plan for one season just in case oh this is a movie at least oh is it okay yeah so i thought they were doing a series well god it might spit off into one (laughs) yeah right now they're saying just a movie okay well then i think it's safe yeah yeah, let's let's say just a movie for now. But yeah, yeah. Hey, but I know we're off topic now. But he did tweet season two is a go. I was yeah, waiting so for we him are... himself to say it, like all of this stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. But yeah, stop pretending like everything has to be binged to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I I think that was the gauge they were looking at is like how many of us just decided to consume its entirety in one on one weekend. It's like some of us wanted to savor that. Yeah, I can't do binge anymore now. Shorter stuff, say yeah, like, like hours. for like Big Mouth. That's a great example. That's yeah. bingeable. That's it's short. It's sweet. It's just something you can kind of watch and just keep mm-hmm. on. And then when you're done, you turn it off. And, but you can come back to it. It's quick. It's easy. It's fun. Sandman, like you said, it's something to be savored. Yeah, we did watch a few episodes at a time, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was a necessity. It was just you like like two at a time. And yeah, like, like you'd look at the clock and be like, "Do you want to do one more?" And it was like, "Yeah, all right, one more." And then look at the clock again. Eh, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. You know, that's a good stopping point. So right. yeah, savor. That, that's that's a great way to to kind of look at it. I loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just uh, I don't know. Even some I had to go rewatch. You know, like to me, it's been a long time since I've had something I've enjoyed so thoroughly as far as casting, story, cinematography, like mm-hmm. just the whole thing. Like, yeah. just so wonderfully put together with every beat that it hit that, yeah, yeah. I want more dream. I want sure. more. Uh, but that's all I uh, what all I put down. So what you got? What you got? All right. Well, I did have two little bits of news. One uh, kind of relates back to something, uh, to an episode a long way back. I don't know if you remember this, but we spoke to... Uh, a man by the name of Edwin Jack back in 2019 in episode 83. He was the founder of Bare Hand Games. Oh, yes. And we met him at PAX, and he was promoting his game called Seed, which is C-E-D-E. And it was yeah. like a farming, what did he call it? Combat farming or something yeah, like that? Yeah, where you played like the bear or something, right? And you were going around and you would plant it, and they would you would grow... 
your, like these little uh, seeds, and then they yeah. would become your uh, your weapons, and yeah, like they would like sprout even into the, warriors. The flowers would shoot, yeah, or yeah, give yeah. you health or something, yeah. And it was very particular about how it worked, and, and I mean, he explained it all. It's fascinating mm-hmm. uh, interview. If you want to go back, episode eighty three, way way back, yeah, a couple but, years now. Uh, seed got signed, so <gasps> it's it's on its way. So oh, I just, good. Uh, hopefully by someone honorable. Yeah, I didn't get a name as to what company, but it got. But they signed a deal with the game or for the game, so I'm I'm okay. excited to hear that. We're, we'll yeah. finally get to see it. I know it's been a while back, but yes. this is the development. This you is know, the process. indie game life. Yeah, yeah. you just. So congrats, to Edwin. Uh, yes. and, and I'm glad to see that Seed's finally going to get out there in the world proper. Wasn't he the one that had like the fun face makeup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Face mm-hmm. paint or whatever for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the story yeah. about Bearhand. Like, where yeah. did the name Bearhand come from? There was a whole story behind it. Go listen to it. Yeah, it's, he it's... was a good. He was a good get. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun interview. Maybe we can get him back when uh, the game gets out into the world. We can Perfect. see the, the, a follow up. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up real quick before we get into our big thing is I stumbled upon this story and. I have no reason to doubt this is true, and it just makes me okay that G4 is no longer here. Oh. Because we, I know we had had this discussion in Discord where they just recently got shut down, but yeah, if this like is the kind of... Revival. Yeah, if this was the kind of stuff they were pushing, then I, I don't care, because I, I think this is... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, okay? So... Okay. Apparently there was a uh, Twitch streamer or Twitter. Let me let me see. Popular streamer and content creator Miss Click. Uh, she was apparently trying to get into G four uh, and, and okay. get a job or, or looking at uh, a potential hosting position in the network. Mm-hmm. I do kind of remember them asking for video submissions. Yeah, and and they apparently wanted to. That she had to go through a questionnaire in the interview. Okay, so it says during the stream, um, that you know she was actually discussing this on one of her streams with the whole panel, and this happened, you know, some time ago, and she kind of kept it under wraps. But now that G four is down, yeah, and uh, this is also in the in light of Kevin Conroy passing, she decided she was going to share this uh, story about G four because what are they going to do? Okay, she said that. During the interview process, they asked her, why should we cancel Batman? And her response was, wait, what? What do, what do you mean? Why? why? And she's like, yeah, why should we, why do you believe we should cancel Batman? And she's like, why are we canceling Batman? Their response was, because he's rich and white. And... Again, her response. Wait, what? What do these things have to do with each other? Yeah. And they were just like, well, he, he thinks he can just skate by on the law and, you know, and, but if it was somebody of color, you know, he wouldn't get away with it. And she was just baffled by this. She's like, so I don't, I don't really understand where this is coming from, why this yeah. is coming from, because it's not about. Is that about sh- games or anything? Well, she she even mentioned she's like I don't care if it's he's rich or white. He's like this is somebody who's a hero and he's saving me from a criminal. So what it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit who he is. If okay. he's saving yeah. me, 
then what does it matter? Right. But apparently G4 was in the business of wanting to cancel Batman because he is rich and he's white. So they were looking for someone to try to help cancel Batman? Apparently. That doesn't even make any sense. I, That's not even your lane. I, I agree. <laughs> but here we are. And this is why they're no longer with us. Fuck. Interesting. G4. Yeah, that just doesn't even make sense why those no. two things would go together. Well, all right. I, don't, I thought you were going to tell me Adam said something dumb. And I was like, yeah, he's got a lot of hot takes he takes to Twitter all the time. And I was like, but that's just normal. No. But, you know, <laughs> if he was behind know. that, then, yeah, he can go fuck himself, too. Because what what is that about? I don't know. Like, I'm still trying to make sense of why this was even part of the interview process. What it had to do with video games. Her experience as being a host. Like... I was trying to understand how this connected at all. Yeah, no, I don't I don't either. And I think that's why she was so baffled by it. It was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why is this a thing? Ask me about video games. Yeah. I honestly feel like they were trying to find, like you said, they were trying to find someone who was going to be a person that they could just be like, hey, we've got this hot take and we want you to take it. And it, it could oh, be the most ludicrous thing, but they would be the target. You know, because it wouldn't be G4 being the target. It would be her because people would be like, oh, look at this like woman streamer hating on white people and rich white people and Batman. And so fuck Miss Click and her. St-. So she yeah. would be the target, not G4. G4 would be like, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Just to stir up some controversy. OK. Yeah. Well, then in that Guarantee case, you. then maybe that's why you went under. You yeah. kept trying to push these dumb things nobody wanted to be a part of. But I could be wrong. I'm just, you know, yeah, it, it know. sounds right. In- <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's like sounds a, like a really dumb I interview agree. question for, yeah, okay. Anyway. Well, whatever. I'm not canceling Batman. So, neither am I. So <laughs> let's get on to our headliner. Yes. We all know why we're here. Uh, God of War, Ragnarok. That's why that we're sucks. here. That's what I'm talking about today. So... I don't think I went into this game with any high expectations. Not because I didn't think the game couldn't live up to those expectations. I just don't think I had any doubts about the game, you know? You see, near-perfect scores started rolling in. I wasn't surprised. Well, I even told you that, you know, our, our sibling Todd came to me and he's like, Dude, have you seen the scores for God of War Ragnarok? And in the back of my head, I was like, well, they'd have to be bad. Right, because you're reaching out. Be that's that's yeah. my, you know, you you're not going to just share the most obvious news with me. And again, he shares the most obvious news with me because <laughs> that's what he does. And I'm just like, ah, well, yeah, yeah. I expected tens and nines and tens, and because yeah, that's what I expect. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's just me. That's just me. I know he was excited. He's he's that kind of person. The game was going to do. As well as it did, because the first one was a fantastic reinvention of the franchise. It had a much deeper and more meaningful story that centered around a father and his son. Mm -hmm. So what would make this entry as great, if not better, than the original? Well, let's, let's explore that. Now, first and foremost, I want to talk about the story. At the end of the 2018 requel, I do want to... Caution, spoilers, if you, you have not played that or you don't know. Yeah. Uh, at the end of that, Balder was killed by Kratos, and his death set in motion the beginning of Thimblewinter, 
which was not supposed to occur for another century. This game begins as Fimble Winter is nearing its end. So I'm guessing they don't really kind of give you a specific, but I would assume about three years based on what I know from the mythology. Okay. Atreus is no longer the eager little child we remember. And let me tell you, <laughs> I was surprised because I had not played God of War since it initially came out. Mm-hmm. I went back just to kind of listen and, and kind of reacquaint myself to how that game started. Yeah. And then I heard his voice. And I was like, holy shit. He was a, he you. was a baby. Like, I didn't... I, well, it, I mean... By by comparison, when you hear the two compared yeah voices, you're like, wow. So did they keep the same one? Same same actor. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like you go from like, what? How old is he? You know. I don't. And that's that's the thing. Yeah. We'll we'll say about ten. Okay. Fair. fair Oh, then yeah, that's like yeah a decade in teenage years. Yeah. (laughs) Ten to thirteen. Ten to thirteen. Anyway, but we see Atreus go from a young child to now a curious and rebellious teenager who wants answers to questions that were posed at the end of the last game. One very specific question that, again, if you have not played the first game and you want zero spoilers, you may want to skip ahead about 30 seconds. Three, two, one. The question is, why do the giants refer to him as Loki? So, Atreus is wanting to learn more about his heritage. He wants to know about these prophecies he keeps hearing about. So, he becomes kind of obsessed. And rightfully so. You know, this is about him. Wouldn't you not not want to know about you? And people are saying, well, this is your future. This is, you got to know about it. And he kind of becomes the initial focal point of the story now. Kratos, on the other hand, would rather keep his head down. He just he doesn't want to search for answers. He he just wants to live out his days. He's like, uh-huh. just I don't I don't want this. And I think it's for a lot of reasons. I think it's honestly he's just looking for peace. But at the same time, I think it's because he is worried about Atreus' safety. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, As Atreus' curiosity gets the better of him, Kratos seemingly does become more and more protective of him and even kind of drives a wedge between them. And I don't think it's something you have to be a parent to understand. I I, I honestly feel like it's just us as humans. You know, you're you're protective of certain people in your life. And I think that's just a universal trait. And I think that's all Kratos is attempting to do here. It's just... He's worried about him. He sees the danger. He knows what could be up, you know, down the road. And he just doesn't want that for him. And he he just would rather forget about it. Let's just go home. Let's just don't worry about it. And, you know, that's not who Atreus is. Right. So at the beginning of the game, there was a a scene that I wanted to bring up because I thought it really kind of showed where their relationship was at this point. The two return from a hunt and Kratos goes to remove the spoils from their sled. However, Atreus is already unloading it, got it on his shoulder, throws it up on the racks, prep for cleaning. He just walks off to tend to his other chores like an adult, Hmm. you know, and as Atreus walks away, the camera just kind of slowly moves in on Kratos and he just looks at him and then a little smirk just puts up like, like my boy's growing up, you know? And you just see that pride on his face. And I feel like that right there 
is the core of what this story is, that relationship. And it's really written here to perfection. Yeah. Because we can all relate to what Atreus is seeking. And, you know, if you feel like there's a part of your past that's missing, you, you want to know. You want to search for it. You want to have this understanding of who you are. As, I mean, I'm not saying he is uh-huh. not Kratos' son. I, that's not a spoiler. I don't know. But there is that question now. Uh-huh. Is he? Is he not? Because one of the questions that do does get posed is... Who is after Loki but Odin? Odin wants Loki. Why? What does he want from him? Who knows? So, and and how, how Atreus reacts to these things. It's in very direct defiance to Kratos. But again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so I don't want to go too deep into that. Now, from a visual standpoint, the game somehow looks more impressive than the original. I think this is most likely due to the fact that I'm playing the enhanced version on the PlayStation 5. Five. So, you know, it's, it gets that visual uh, resolution upgrade. And and to look this good on a PlayStation 4, though, it, it's pretty damn remarkable. I'll, I'll give it right, that. Have you tried it on the floor? I have not. But I would just say that if it looked at least even I'll half as good, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. You know, okay. I know that we're, I'm probably it getting the high good. fidelity, yeah, but still. Now, just imagine had it been built for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, I understand the need to maintain the PlayStation 4 library, so I don't want to. I don't want to go right. down that rabbit hole again. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, I'm I'm still waiting for the day we really get to see what the system is truly yeah. capable of. Because yeah. if this is, if this is the peak of the PlayStation 4, holy shit. Yeah. Just imagine what this new machine can do. Because it's already I'm impressive ready. at the bare minimum. Yeah. Just just waiting to see is all. Uh, anyway, the game is a visual feast with many familiar settings and locales that are looking better than ever. The characters themselves are truly impressive when you truly look at the details they've put into them. The intricate details. Kratos especially. He's the one that you really get to see a lot. And, uh-huh. and you can really kind of soak in. Every curl of his his beard hair, the wrinkles on his face, just mm-hmm. the line. I mean, oh my God. The yeah. texture of his skin. And you're never really like up close and personal, but you can just see them. And they're just, it looks natural. It looks real. It doesn't look like it's, it's out of place. Um, it's just really impressive when you see it in action. Because if you see it in pictures, it's one thing, but really getting to see it in in motion is is fantastic even more impressive are the life model characters uh while other games like until dawn and the dark pictures anthology seemingly promote their games with these familiar faces these actors you know god of war ragnarok did not do that or at least i don't remember doing that and making it all the more surprising when i actually see a familiar face not just a familiar voice so i'll get into that momentarily This leads me into the performances. Now, first and foremost, Christopher Judge, in my opinion, he has made Kratos one of my absolute favorite video game characters. This is no disrespect to T.C. Carson, who was the original voice of Kratos. who He did the voice during the Greek mythology series. 
Like the original trilogy, right? Right. Well, four games. There were four. Oh, yeah. There was that Ascension, I think it was, came after after three. That. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of forgettable. <laughs> and then you had all the PlayStation... Uh, what? P, no, the PSP games. Oh! You had the little handheld oh, yeah, I'm games. not thinking of those at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just the, just the, the OG ones. Uh, the character in that series, in my opinion, other people may, may be able to... Uh, Tell me differently, but I remember that character being a very angry individual. Oh, yeah. Like, he was just nothing but angry. And while I can sympathize with his plight, being tricked into killing your wife and child, I get it. It's yeah, yeah. That's something to, you can easily sympathize with. It's hard to sympathize with a character that's just raging all the time. Everything he does is like, rah, rah, kill you, Even the chest yeah. has to be a big to-do, yeah. Everything about that version of Kratos was just pure rage. Yeah. And and so it was like, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to burn it all down, kill everything. Yep. Again, I, I, I sympathize. I know where you're coming from, but I, I find it hard to relate to you because yeah. I, I can be angry, but damn, dude. You know, it's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot. So... In this new narrative, you know, that still applies. That's who he was, and he is someone different now. Like, in, in, yeah, in a, in, a, in a way, it's still the same guy. It's just like, he's like, that was my past. That's who I was. I'm not that guy anymore. He just wants to live his days, keeping his head down, and that's that. But then the world just won't allow it. So you always see this hesitation. Like, he's like, God damn it. You know, I just, why can't I just find peace? Right. You know, I don't want this. I just want peace. And then he's he just can't get it. So he has to go to fighting and he has to resort to this stuff. So it just adds layers to the character. You know, seeing him grapple with this and, and just being hesitant to, to get into a fight. And all this these layers then adds to the relationship he has with Atreus. You know, he's soft-spoken and caring when he needs to be. And then he can be aggressive when the moment demands it. And I think that's the perfect balance for this character that works so well. Because when even when he's angry, there was a scene... Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, there was a scene where Atreus had kind of parted ways with them for, for a bit. Okay. And... You know, my first thought was, you know, when Kratos finds him, he is going to be pissed. And when they finally do reconnect, he's there is an anger to him. And he's like, why did you run? Why did you get away? And then, you know, Atreus is defensive, obviously. You know, and he's like, you just don't understand. Don't understand. But then there's that moment where you almost see Kratos break. And he's like, son, I just, just, I'm I'm, I'm concerned. It's like, it's not about... Me, it's I'm just trying to keep you safe, you know. And it, I, I appreciated that because it wasn't just like I'm. You cannot do this. I defy it. And just being angry, it was just like, God, do you not understand why I'm doing what I'm doing? No. You know, I'm a kid. Yeah. And I really appreciated just that little moment. You know, just you see that 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 terror in his eyes. Like, son, I'm just trying to keep you safe. Please, for the love of God, you know. Um, equal praise to Sonny Suljic, who once again portrays uh, Atreus, no longer a boy, you know. And Man, he, 
I don't even think he's called him boy once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not in this one. No, I don't remember hearing one boy. Not not, not a even one. Some funny throwaway in the beginning where he's like, "You're not calling me a boy anymore, Dad." There might be. There might be one <laughs> later on, but I haven't. I, I haven't uh, caught on I'm to it. I'm now. But here, I feel like he has a lot more to do since the story is really kind of Atreus's story in this game and his quest for answers. I, I mean, they do kind of a balancing act where it is not just Atreus, but he is the driving force of the story. And But there are other elements that kind of come into play, but I really feel like this was meant to be Atreus's tale. Okay. Uh, and and Suljic has a lot of range to, to go through every emotion that he has to, whether it's anger, whether it's fear, whether it's just... I mean, he's doing so great. I mean, this kid has a promising acting career. If he can do this in video games, I mean, come on. Hey, it's still acting. That's right. I, I, acting? I No, I 100% agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, he's doing the motion capture too. So, I mean, it, it's him. He's doing oh, yeah. a performance. Fair point. Yeah. So, I want him to do, I want this to not just be a testament of saying, well, look, he does good in video games. No, the boy can act. Yeah. And he yeah. deserves, you know, proper roles. And I know he's done some stuff. Let him but, audition for whatever he wants. Yeah. This, this should be a testament to his abilities. Uh, while it would have been easy for the writers to turn Atreus into a defiant little brat, mm-hmm. he is portrayed more curious. Like he's testing boundaries. Like he he just wants Kratos to trust him. You know, just stop treating me like a kid. Growing up, please trust me that I know what's best for me. Even though I can understand where Kratos is coming from, he Atreus is just like, I, I gotta know. I gotta know. Yeah, I gotta do my thing. You know, when they do have an argument, Atreus's reaction kind of depends on the fallout itself. So you never think, God, stop being a brat. It's just like, you don't make dads. You don't understand that kind of attitude. It's never yeah. that. It's just like, it's kind of just like, I wish I could get him to understand. Like, what can I do? So sometimes it comes out in rage. Sometimes it comes out in just frustration. And he's sad. You know, there was a moment where. He, he learned the name Champion. That's what mm-hmm. the Giants called him, the Champion. Or at least he assumes that's who they're referring to. And Kratos is like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Because that just kind of adds to all this other stuff. And another character was just like, here you go, champ. And just, it was kind of a throwaway. It wasn't meant to be anything. And then Kratos just kind of, it, it hit him wrong. And he's like, I thought I said, don't bring this up. And he was like, what? He was just, it was a nickname. He's like, I apologize. I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. But Atreus is like, but you know, we saw, we read. He's like, I said, drop it. And then Atreus, it was just like it hurt his feelings. And he was like, you know, and he walks off and he's just in tears because he was like, I don't, I don't understand how to get through yeah. to him. I did, I, there was nothing wrong with it, but it just hit Kratos a different way. And, you know. Yeah. It, the, the the whole story, the whole, that whole scenario could have gone out a different way, but it came off with Atreus just feeling hurt by it. Not, I hate you. Which is probably more accurate to what would happen. True. You know, uh, you know it's it's being a, being a son to a rigid father uh, and, and even being one myself, I can relate to both characters. I get yeah. it. You know, we, we don't mean to sound like we're mean. We just, we can be a little hard because we care and, mm-hmm. and maybe we're not doing it right, but it, it, it comes from a place of love. Sure. And I honestly feel like that's what 
Kratos is attempting to do. It's just not his strong suit to be soft. Gotta show that outwardly, yeah. Right. Uh, Danielle Basuti returns as Freya, who is on a mission of vengeance. Again, if you don't remember the last one, as I said up top, spoiler, 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 Kratos kills Balder, who is her son, and she is pissed about that. Uh, so she's actually one of the very first encounters you have in the game. It really gets the adrenaline pumping early on. Uh, but she is a, a welcome sight. She's actually, I was thinking she would kind of be this side character in the game. Uh, you know, when we first kind of see her, like she'll just kind of be there. She uh-huh. becomes fairly prominent later on. So I was, I was really uh, surprised by that, but a welcome surprise. And I'm curious to see, you know, how that progresses farther down. Just so you know, I have not finished the game. Okay. So, but I am speaking with, I played it quite a bit, so I'm not just Sounds speaking like it, out yeah. of my ass. Uh, Robert Craighead and Adam Harrington also return as Brock and Cindy, respectively. These are two characters that I had seriously forgotten about until we returned to their shop, and I was like, oh, yeah, the sh- oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember all this. It's like it flooded so many memories back into my head. That it kind of made me want to go back and play the other game. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember the tree. I remember going through here. It's like, oh, my God. So it kind of excited me. And, in fact, there was one scene involving Sindri and Atreus that made me realize why I had been obsessed with playing this game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this is the connection that I made, but it was the narrative and the performances were so strong that it was like watching... Like your and uh, the next episode of your favorite show, and and you just wanted to binge it. So yeah. I, every time I was sitting there and I wanted to play the game, it was because I was like, oh, I need to know where the story's going. I need to know where we're going because everyone's just bringing it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so anxious to see what the next thing is, what the, the next chapter, what the next move. That speaks to how well they are doing because yeah. I want to see where their stories are going, like a show. Like genuinely, I could. <laughs> I know this might might sound like blasphemy, but I just kind of want to see a show. I mean, I want to see the story just play out. <laughs> I do love playing the game. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, I just but, but you're like I could be. I could be. I could be just watching the story and yeah. Fine. Yeah. If it's all this, but just in story form, I'm all for it. And I know you can do that, but mm-hmm. that's not the point. We're right. playing a game here. Uh, I also can't forget Alistair Duncan as the talking head Mimir who continues to bring levity for most of the game's most dire situations. Uh, it's always well-timed dialogue. I think most of the times that I have laughed in the game is due to something he has said. Uh-huh. I know that when they were trying to get the uh, the Bifrost-esque things happening with the door, they had to, the Brock and Sindri had to put this device into his eyes and they shot like pure light into his eyes. And he's like, ah, what is going on? Oh my God. And then when they yeah. finally stopped, he's like, Kratos, throw me at him. Horns first. These little fuckers. <laughs> he's just mad as hell. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. So at plus he is also just telling his stories. You know, when you're waltzing around, he's here's a story here. Here's a story there. In fact, uh, do I want to tell that one right now? No, no. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, another newer, well, one of the newer faces we actually see in this game is Ryan Hurst, who, uh, best known for his work on Sons of Anarchy and The Walking Dead, appears uh, damn near unrecognizable as Thor. But that voice, yeah. if you know the voice, if you've heard that voice, it's a dead You're like, I know who that is. I know I that know, guy. I know, it's sad. I go, Opie. 
You know, Opie. Like, he's done so much more <laughs> than that, you know. Uh, he brings a very arrogant uh, and brash, you know, element to the character, which I honestly feel like is appropriate for this mm. version of Thor. This is not your comic book Marvel yeah, uh, not, version of Thor. Hemsworth horror. No, this horror. is <laughs> this is this is legit Thor. mythology Thor. This is okay. the way he is. He's been written as as kind of a, an, a pompous asshole. Uh, he's actually the next big fight you have in the game. <laughs> you know, like the the game starts like you right off pretty away. hard and heavy, yeah. yeah. So you you get him kind of early on uh, before heading off into the nine realms and kind of sets the stage for what's to come. So when you know you face off against Thor again, which you know you will, mm. makes you see how that goes because that first fight was intense. Let me yeah. tell you. Did you choose super god mode? Just. I no, I hell no. What do you think I'm ridiculous? <laughs> I don't know. The hubs did. And I was like, what's wrong with you? No, I'm not doing that. Start on heart. I want to enjoy the game a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting so frustrated with those damn Valkyries. I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, the first recognizable face that I saw, and it, I don't know how the fuck, like, I don't know why my brain didn't just pick up on it initially, was uh, Deborah Ann Wall, who plays Faye which is Atreus's mother. And I think I was taken aback because I thought we had seen Faye in the last game, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we ever did. Because she is not credited in the original game well, anywhere. Mean no, anything, though. Well, I mean, not, not even as a... There was no voice actor or actress that I saw for that character. Okay. So, so that's where I was like, okay, so maybe she was not in there at all. She was just a fleeting memory that they mentioned. And here, she is kind of, you know, a memory, at least so far. <laughs> and I say that because, I, you know, I, I have not beat it, so I don't know where the yeah. story goes. But at the moment, I've just seen her in a flashback or, or Kratos having a dream. And I was like, I know her. I know her. Why do I know her from? And then I had to look it up on IMDb. She was in Daredevil. She was uh, Karen Page, his, like, uh, uh, Matt Murdock's secretary or, or yeah. legal counsel or whatever so yeah i was like oh shit yeah. Yeah. i knew i knew her face i knew i knew it uh she does a fantastic job for from what i've seen thus far the second face which really caught me off guard was richard schiff who is an amazing character actor that i would say is one of those people that is known for different things while i might not you know i might have a, a thing that i know him from there may be be a thing that you know him from that is not the same thing. So yeah, I could be as like, as I see his face. I'm like, oh, I've seen that guy. Yeah. yeah. So like, I could sit here right now and say like, oh yeah, that's Doctor Glassman from the Good Doctor, and you could be like, oh uh, no, that's uh, Toby Ziegler from, from the, West the West Wing, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you know, hell, somebody else who who's sitting here thinking about it, they'd be like, oh dude, I just saw him in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever the other day. I was just day. gonna say, I see that on there now too. I was like, yeah. I didn't know he was in that because I had seen it. All yeah. Right. No, it, it was just, it was a kind of a bit part, and I was like, ah, there's the dude. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. <clears throat> so his casting as Odin is very inspired here because I think most people assume or think of Odin as this big, powerful kind of old man, you know, a god. Yeah. And he comes off kind of weak and in, unintimidating, which I think is a very deliberate thing, as if to kind of get your guard down. So you're sure. thinking, well, Odin, he may be a powerful god but he looks weak and feeble and he's not gonna be a threat 
I think he will be. I think it's uh, very misleading. So I think casting him because he his voice, the way he is, nothing changed. It's not like he's putting on a front. He is doing what you know that actor to do. Yeah. And I'm I'm anxious to see where this winds up in the end. Uh, while I would love to go on about other actors and their performances, this is a game, after all. And we have to talk about the gameplay. Sure. Uh, most of the combat feels identical to the combat in the last game. Uh, maybe a few minor tweaks and adjustments to kind of make it a little bit more fluid. Uh, your Leviathan Axe is obviously your primary weapon. However, the Blades of Chaos are available early on as well which allows you to change tactics as needed. That was a thing that I was very happy to see, that they didn't just be like, well, we can't just let him have the blades up front. Because that was kind of the reveal in the original game, sure. is that we were I... curious about that. It's like, is this the same guy? Or is he not? And then when we saw the blades, it was like, oh, shit, it is him. Yeah. I do remember going, where's my blades? Yeah. The whole time. I'm like, this is... This was iconic in the uh, the first one. It's mm-hmm. like, where's my blades? Yep. So they, they come in to play early on once you finally go on your, your big adventures. And that's a key element with combat in this game, I think, is is tac- tactics. With a wide array of weapons uh, or, or options with your weapons and a wide array of enemies, you have to learn which approach is best. Because it's not just about how you attack and what you are doing with your attacks, but your companion as well. So mm-hmm. Atreus can use his bow and arrow to kind of help uh, set up a situation, maybe kind of assist you in different ways. His his skill tree is a lot more open. It seems kind of small at first, but eventually kind of branches out. And then that gives you more options and opportunities to kind of have more help and assistance in a fight, which is very, very helpful. Because you can get overwhelmed very quickly, and mm. enemies are coming from all directions, so you've got to stay on your toes. Yeah. Uh, some enemies may be best suited to take down with an axe. Some you may have to use your shield to kind of break their defenses. Some you need that speed of the blades, you know. Mm-hmm. There are different ways to approach it, uh, and, and I really kind of appreciate that. In fact, I was a little taken aback by it. At first, not that I couldn't handle it, but it was just like, there's a lot, you know, and I'm, I just, I need a moment to kind of catch, to kind of feel it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would actually recommend to any player early on, like if you're feeling like you just need a, a, a moment to kind of find your, to hone your skills, um, head to Niflheim as soon as you can, and there's a training ground there. Now, you oh, okay. will not get any experience, however you will kind of prime your upgrades. Now, your weapon upgrades, you have each each skill or each weapon has like a skill tree, right? And then that can unlock a new uh, move. So, you know, you press this, you press that, a new combo, a new, new whatever it may be. An additional thing that they've done is now you have like this move set, like tiers in which you can earn. So say you use one move, 15 times, that gets you a bronze tier. Then you use it uh, 20 more times, that gets you a silver tier. You use it 30 more times, you get a gold tier. Once you get a gold tier, then you can kind of craft like a medallion, I guess. I don't. There may be a, a proper term for it that I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking of it as a medallion because that's how it looks on your tree. Okay. And it upgrades that particular move with one of three things. They'll give you three options. It could be uh, elemental damage, it could be stun damage, it could be just full-on damage in general, and then 
you select one ability to then upgrade that particular move with, and you just kind of use your experience points. Uh -huh. And then now that move is permanently set with an additional boost, whether it be elemental stun or damage. And then it strengthens that move. And you can do that with most of your other moves if you want to. Does it stack or can you only have one? Just just one per move. Okay. But again, all just about all of your other upgrades can be treated the same way. So if you want to kind of do a grind and maybe kind of fill out those um, those move sets, I, I, that's where I actually did it because I started looking at it and I thought, okay, so if I do this move X amount of times, this is where I learned a lot of this. Is looking oh, at that. So you can level up the moves, just right? Not necessarily experience towards Kratos. Exactly. So okay. it's it's not just about doing the move. You actually have to hit the enemy, and make make an actual landing move. So I mean, if you thought you could just go out and just do the move and do the move, do the move, no, you actually have to land a hit. Land it on something. Right. So. Okay. But it's a great place to do it, and then you can kind of get used to it because there was a. You, you have about three or four, and I, I don't know if the difficulty levels, you can kind of increase them there just for training purposes. But the, the fighters that I had, you had about two different characters and then one guy with a shield. And then once you'd kill one, another one would pop up. It was like nonstop. They'd just kind of keep coming at you. And eventually I kind of found my footing, and I just found like a flow. So I was dodging, moving, hitting, throwing. And it was just, mm -hmm. it's like it... It just came to me, you know, because yeah. I was doing every move that I had been practicing all that time. So it was just like, I'm, I got to do this here, got to do that there, combo here, flip that there. And it was just suddenly I was on a roll and I was just flipping and killing these things left and right with no issue. Yeah. So if you want a good way to do it, I feel like I've lost it from that moment because, <laughs> it, you know, you get that flow and it's just there yeah. and then. You take a step back, it's like, oh, man, I got I to gotta get that back. But I'm still doing good. I'm still doing fine. Yeah, yeah. But I recommend that. It's it's a it's a great place. Uh, quickly grind those those moves if you want to. And, and I promise they'll sink in. Yeah. You won't forget them anytime soon. <clears throat> uh, additionally, Atreus uh, is not just your tag-along, but he's a playable character. Uh, some controls are the same. Uh, you know, he's a little bit more agile than Kratos, allowing speed to be a, a key factor in playing as him. His his sections, when you play as Atreus, this is one of those moments, as I was mentioning, he just kind of goes off on his own. Uh, sometimes willingly, sometimes not. I'll just leave that there. And you'll get to make good use of his bow. It's not just in the traditional sense, but like as a blunt object. So you can kind of, you know, shoot from afar really fast. But then if you need to get in closer, you can use the bow as kind of your weapon and use that to kind of knock a few enemies away if need be. And he has a bitchin' finisher for enemies. So uh, I think he's really kind of setting himself up as a, as a awesome character to be playing played as. Yeah. And like I said, he's much more important to the story here, so you had to play as him. I mean, his story is just too important here that there was not a moment you could not not play as him, you know. So I'm glad that they, they really worked that in. Uh, there's still an experience system in place to unlock new abilities and strengthen others. You can purchase armor from Brock and Sindri uh, like you could in the last game, as well as upgrade it throughout the game using numerous resources you'll come across. I start to wonder if I'm upgrading the right stuff. I keep looking ahead, and 
I genuinely feel like I need to sit down and, and look at each piece of armor and see, because some will upgrade your strength, some will upgrade your defense, some will kind of, you know, strength and then maybe your luck or strength and yeah. your cooldown. So it, it varies. And I feel like there's a right combination in there somewhere. I feel like I, I just, do that to myself every time when I have these kind of options too. Yeah, because sometimes I look at it and it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm taking that away. So is that is that good? But then you look at, like, one. I think one decision I made the other day is I was looking at this piece of armor that I got. And if I equipped it, it was going to take my strength down, but it was going to really increase my vitality. And I was like, well, I don't really have a lot of vitality because I think it was only setting at nine, but this was giving it a real boost. And I was like, that seems like a thing I'd need. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I looked at how much it took my strength down. And I was like, I don't know if I want that to go down. But then again, my strength is actually up there pretty good. So it's not like it's hindering that. Whereas yeah. again, my vitality is setting at a nine and this is going to bump it right up a bit. So yeah, I think I'll take it. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah. the trade. So I've got to look at it through that. I need to find a good balance for everything. And I just, I get in my head sometimes. Sure. No, I feel, I get. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, however, I have been looking ahead where you can upgrade your stuff, and maybe that's what I need to do is actually make a list and figure out what would be the right uh, combination. See, I usually, when I have, I'm presented with a tree, I go to mm. the very bottom yeah. first, mm. and then I'm looking around to go, which is like the best end move that I'd be working towards, yeah. and then kind of decide from there if... I want to go down that one. Although right. that could vary. You might could want be. one just out of the middle of a tree. You don't mm -hmm. want to go all the way to the end. But And I think that's yeah. the other, yeah, that's the other thing I think I'm missing too, is I'm looking at the one piece as a whole and not thinking of the bigger picture. Like, okay, I, whatever this, the stats on this stack two at uh -huh. the end, I'm not thinking about it in comparison to anything else. Which I should be doing because just because this stacks up to here, but it's not stacking another skill or another stat yeah. doesn't mean that something else is not doing that too. Yeah. And and that's what I'm forgetting or not thinking about. Okay, don't worry about this stacking that. There's another thing that's going to do that better. So find your balance. Yeah. I could forget that easily too. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> now that I've talked myself into it, maybe I'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh there are plenty of side missions. You got plenty of collectibles you can find. However, in this particular game, it never feels like a chore. Uh, another reason I feel like this game works when it comes to side missions is you the encounters you come up with with people who are asking for favors or, or little things. They seem natural to the story. Like you just kind of came across somebody as you were going to your next destination. It's like, hey, could you do it? While you're out on your adventures, if you happen to see this, could you find that? And then... As you're exploring, because you're, you kind of want to explore, I feel like it's natural in this game. You don't feel like, oh, God, i got to go over here. i got to go look for this. You're just out exploring as you're making your way. I, at least that's the way I do it. Yeah. And then you stumble upon these things. Like, oh, well, here's that thing that they asked me for. I to do it. That's exactly. I loved out of Red Dead, too. Yeah. Like, just exactly. wandering to my thing. Oops, here we're in another one. Right. Plus... While you're out uh, adventuring or, or looking for loot or what have you, you've got Mimir telling you stories. In fact, I want. I, oh I, yeah. This is this is the one I wanted to save. There was one interesting tidbit that he mentioned while I was wandering around a desert. He was asking Kratos about a certain tournament 
that he was known to have fought in, that kind of had a wide assortment of fighters like a princess and some some mask-garbed individuals and some weird, you know, sorcerers and whatnot. And he's like, that's just, that's not true, is it? And Kratos is just like, I choose not to speak of this. But we know what he's talking about, right? Yeah. We know what they're referencing, right? I don't know if I know off the top of my head. A tournament of fighters that Kratos just happened to be in, the only game where he was oh, a fighter. Oh, oh, like not in that universe. Was he like a... Uh, he was in Mortal Kombat. Oh, was he? Yeah. He Wait. was in Mortal Kombat 9. Oh. As a DLC. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about the situation, it sounded like Mortal Kombat, different realm, all these fighters. But I don't know if I realized that he was in nine. Okay. But they didn't say it. They didn't say it. But well, you probably you, wasn't allowed, maybe. But no, but still, that, <laughs> but was, yeah. a, that, was, a, that was a deep cut that a lot yeah. of people might have forgotten. I but they know. just kind of laid everything out there subtly. And it's like, yeah, there was this thing. And it took me a minute. Like, I didn't catch it at first because when I, I heard him talking about it, I was like, tournament. I was like, yeah. And then I sat with it and I was like, oh, shit. He was talking about Mortal Kombat. It was like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. Because he just like, we, we choose not to speak of this. Not well, he's fun. It. Little addition, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm watching the hubs play and uh, mm-hmm. some of his banters. Oh, it's that fantastic. Fun. Again, it's fun. Yeah. another reason that it's just so much fun wandering around is just the stories or, or just the dialogue. You know, it's never repetitive. They never have the same stories that just go on and on about. It's just... That's good. You know, things yeah. just continue on. And I, I love that. Uh, musically, Bear McCreary returns to compose the soundtrack, once again bringing that now iconic theme back, but also bringing in some wonderful additions. Uh, certain themes like that in Alfheim can be subtle and quiet and just kind of mellow and then suddenly they explode into something more menacing and bombastic just depending on where the action is at that moment so i appreciate that then you have others that kind of lean into more scandinavian themes like the the instrumentals and things they just they have that feel that accent that uh, to the area in which you're exploring uh, it's all beautiful beautifully sounding and uh-huh. it's expertly crafted by a composer who i hopefully will be remembered at one point like many legends before him. Not in the video game world, because he does movies and TV too. He does fantastic work, and I I really hope he gets his due. Um, There's really nothing I can say about this game that would have changed anyone's mind or given anyone pause. (laughs) It's fantastic. Uh, It's one of the few I actually purchased day one because I felt like it was a given. You know, Mm -hmm. you knew it was going to be good. Some games are like that. You know, it's it was going to be a great game, period. Like The Last of Us Part Two before it, we knew it was going to be a great game. Only thing that was going to hurt it, very much like in the same way of The Last of Us Part Two, is a poor narrative, which I'm not saying The Last of Us Part Two had, but what happened is the narrative was divisive. Right, yeah. I can't imagine this is a divisive narrative. I have not seen anything to make it feel that. But, you know, there could be people out there going, I can't believe. And I've tried to keep spoiler free, but, you know, it's difficult in this day and age. And somehow I've... I can't believe in this mythology game. Yeah. Look at what they did. You know how it is. Uh, Sorry. Yes, they all existed, I'm sure. 
But again, I can't say that this has a poor narrative because I was instantly sucked back into the stories. I, I was so excited to see all these familiar faces again, being reminded of them and being like, I, I got to know where the story's going because it's got me on the edge of my seat and I just want to keep playing. I was playing this morning, I was playing yesterday. I'm trying to get my time in and I don't want to just play it, but I do. You know, yeah. it's the binge. So where do we go from Ragnarok? Who knows right now? I don't know how the game yeah. ends, but no matter where it ends, I kind of feel like we do know that they said this was the end of this story or, or this realm. I'm almost positive I've, I've heard that. that you this think ends. they're setting us up for an Atreus takeover? I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see at the end. But um, wherever they go, I hope the story and the narrative and the gameplay is all just as compelling. That's all I can ask for. Excellent. Yeah. No, good stuff. Mm -hmm. he, he, I, I've been hearing nothing but good stuff. And then, of course, expletives. Sure. Because for some reason, he chose to give me all of God of War mode or whatever that last one uh, yeah, don't was do called. That. And I think he bumped it back just once because I don't know what those one monsters are called. But it seemed like if he hit him once, he was dead. Oh, wow. And then, like, he would, you know, hit them over and over again. And it's just, like, a little bit. And I'm like, is it is the difference just their sponges <laughs> now? Because if that's the only difference, I don't mm -hmm. know, you know. Right. Uh, but, yeah, looks good. Good stuff. God of War, Ragnarok. Woo! There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, that's our show. Yeah. That's our show. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, or you can go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. And you could send us an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. And you could support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app, and even by going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Um, you can also go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions for just more entertainment. Doesn't necessarily have to just be the podcast. No. And uh, come help us make, make us great at Discord. Uh, you can come on over, chat with us there. Links are in the description down below. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Lacey Finley. I'm Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. Enjoy your holiday if you celebrate. And until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.